All right, Kirby. Uh, hey, I've got some big news for you. Okay. I've got some huge news. Bring it. Uh, in fact, it's so big, I'm not sure I could even share it. Okay, fine, I will. going to sing the rest of the song because i don't <laughs> have the range of christopher cross i am bill petrie and i'm going to welcome you to episode number 146 of the promo upfront podcast i am one of your hosts with me as always let's call him the earl of earth day today the one and only kirby hossman kirby how the golf are you <laughs> doing well doing well just got back from a very quick trip with my buddies as you know um and got back last night and then back at it this morning so i'm doing really well going to jam you know try to jam two weeks of work into a couple of days which is always you know it's it is what it is right it's just what you got to do um yep. so i'm doing yep. well buddy how are you in this moment do, doing great um you know we are this close to getting on that boat for the first promo cruise and a lot of details um I bet. making sure every i is dotted every t is crossed everybody's going to get down there and we're going to have a great time and, you know, it, it, um, you know, what you, when you do things, you work this hard, you really understand what your why is, you know, why people would want to partner with you and things like that. And honestly, Kirby, it got me to thinking, and, to, yeah. you know, there's a lot of contract decorators out there and it begs the question why anyone would choose to use one over the other, right? right. Well, Bruce Jolish at PXP Solutions would like to share a few of his whys with you and, um, Maybe your audience too. Cool. So Kirby, would you indulge me in these whys? I would love to hear them. Can't wait. Excellent. Innovative PXP uh, solutions, innovative graphic design that will showcase your client's brand. I love that. Mm -hmm. Special printing techniques that creatively communicates your client's message. Now that's a big thing for Bruce at PXP that they use creative decorating to clearly communicate a brand message. And I really love how that's their philosophy. Turnkey service from concept to fulfillment, creating efficiencies and cost savings, and unparalleled customer service that forge long-lasting relationship. How's that for a few reasons why someone would want to work at P or work with PXP, Kirby? Well, you know, I think any time that your whys line up, that's when the real magic happens with a business partner. And so I think one of the things I like is that they're sharing them. Right. Because I think so many times it's just like, well, we can do it for a nickel cheaper. And I think that's fine until it's not fine. And I think that one of the ways that, you know, price becomes it's not that it's never not important, but it's not the mm -hmm. leading thing is when your values line up and you know that you're rowing in the same direction with your partner. That's when really good things happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree 100% Kirby. You know, here's what one client actually had to say, and you know how much I love sharing client testimonials. Everything looks fantastic. If every partner we have executed projects like you do, my job, my job would be easier. How's that for a testimony? I mean, that, that, you can't get better than that. So why don't you give our pal and president of PXP Solutions, Bruce Jolis, a call at 214-380-1883 so you can experience his why for yourself. Or if you prefer, you can email him at bruce at pxpsolutions.com as he would love the privilege of working with you and your clients you serve. Love it. All right, Kirby. Cool, 
Here we are, episode number 146, our last episode in dry dock, uh, as we will be podcasting from uh, a, a cruise ship next week. Um, we'll get to that next week, but for now, we're on land. And speaking of land, Earth Day, right here. It's here today. You know, this week is the kind of Earth Week. And a couple things I wanted to share, and then I wanted to ask you a few questions. Now, Vantage has donated $30,000 to Clean Ocean Action, and I love just short little headlines like that. It tells me exactly what they're doing, how much, and who they donated to. I love that. Okay. Uh, next level apparel is transitioning to recycled polyester for all of their incoming fabrics, which I mm-hmm. think is amazing. So I want to ask you, this is really huge stuff. With your clients as a distributor, mm-hmm. do you do you experience a spike in um, green or eco-friendly, recyclable, renewable uh, merchandise leading up to Earth Day or not? And that's the first question. And then the second customers is how important is Earth Day in the grand scheme of things mm-hmm. with you and your clients? Okay, so no, I do not. Uh, we we like I you know I think that most of the time um, with our clientele we are driving the conversation on sustainability. I think that yeah. most clients in our region, I, and again I'm painting with a broad brush, but uh, you know sure. it, they're interested in it if I bring it up and we can find a solution that fits their budget and their need. Um, but almost always I am the person or somebody on our team is the person driving that. Not always, but it's I would say the high majority. Um, but then how important is it to me and my clients? You know, I think that um, as a conversation around business, um, it's not that important. But hear right. me out. I, I think it's really important because I think that the the integration and the beginning of this sort of thing, this sort of conversation, this sort of Earth Day, however many years ago that this started is what leads us to more conversation. This is one of those things that doesn't happen overnight. And I think it builds upon itself each and every year. And the more that we see um, our customers and distributors like me and suppliers, like pushing this and doing it in a way that kind of show other people how to do it. I think that's when you start to see more adoption from a, a larger um, larger percentage of the population of businesses. I, I've said this to folks like Denise Tashiro. Denise lives and breathes this and I admire it so much. And, and so many times it's like, okay, I want to do better. Show me the way. And I think that right. one of the things that some, that holidays like this do is that they show, they, they, somebody does something. I'm like, Ooh, I could replicate that and do this. Right. And I think that to me, mm-hmm. that's where something like earth day really has an impact long-term. Yeah, I would agree with you. And, and you know, unfortunately, a lot of what we do is customer driven. And sure. sometimes that is their their main thing is creativity. Sometimes it is a packaging and sometimes it is price. And, and that's something we can't control at, at, you know, we don't control our clients budgets. It'd be cool yeah. if we did. Yeah, that'd be great. But we don't. So I think, you know, as we try to bring things up and showcase, here's an opportunity for you to get a great piece of merchandise and part of being eco-friendly and green is a piece of merchandise that isn't going to be thrown away. That's going to be right. kept and used. Yeah. And I think we, I think we omit that too much. I think we focus so much on the materials and that's a huge important part Very of it. Important, yeah. We focus on, on the packaging, whether it's going to be either has been recycled or can be recycled again, important and huge, but I think really eco-friendly and being mindful of that starts with, intentionally um cultivated promotional merchandise that is used kept and remembered yeah 
Yeah, it's the point of the exercise, right? Um, you know, if it's if it's a if it's a one-off use, then it's really not that different than a radio ad. Correct. You know, correct. But I do think I do think it is our place, like you were saying. You bring it up, you showcase options. It's an opportunity. Yep. But at some, you know, I don't think any of us would walk away from a sale, right? Because someone wanted a product that wasn't one hundred percent bamboo or wasn't you know wasn't using upcycled. Materials. So the I, only pushback I'd give is I think there are some who would. Um, and I want to get, get like, oh, I was yeah. actually having a conversation with Mandy Rudd about this. And she was asked about a um, selling water bottles in plastic water, you know, with water in it. Oh. I always try to yeah. make that differentiation. And she completely she said, Nope, that's not something we do. Um, we could do it, but we don't do it. Here's are some other eco friendly options. And so she like, I, that, I don't know that I would have thought of that. I and, no, and I, I was like, re yeah. That no, cool. I agree that we all have our lines in the sand, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I can tell you there's clients I would not work with for whatever sure. reason. And and I know, you know, Mandy, I know has a big thing against water bottles and stress balls. Same thing yeah. with Danny Rosen right. will not sell a stress ball. And I, I love that stance yeah, totally. because it's not just saying I'm not going to do that. It's here's an alternative and here's why. Right. It's explaining right. the reasoning behind it. And that's I what makes cool. you... What do we talk about? What is the theme of a podcast we've been doing for seven years? Being a consultant, being that trusted advisor yeah. that actually is going to help you be better. And so I think when we focus on those things, uh, that's how we really start being eco-friendly a little more consistently and not just uh, around the high holy day right. of 420. All right, Kirby. Uh, hey, I've got some big news for you. Okay. we got some huge news. Bring it. In fact, it's so big, I'm not sure I could even share it. Okay, fine, I will. <laughs> Promo Pulse has just released a major update to their free award-winning app. That's right. Distributors now have access to the same gorgeous marketing content that users access via the popular AMP service. The app makes it super easy to share content on social or directly with your clients. When you want it, when you include the search functionality, the app is a game changer for distributors. So update your app if you've got the Promo Pulse app. If you don't have the app, Go to your local app store right around the corner, not far. You probably walk over there and download the app. You won't be sorry you did. Kirby, regale us with the topic of your choosing. Okay. So uh, I teased you about this before we started recording. So mm -hmm. um, I, I like to share books that have impacted me. Um, actually, recently, you and I said we were both going through the contraction mm -hmm. methodology. Traction. Um, mm -hmm. So I, right after this, this is one of those cool things where the one book led into another and mm -hmm. um, I think it was Jason Noakes, actually, who told me about this. It's called Buy Back Your Time um, okay. by Dan Martinelli. And it, it is uh, just talks about the idea that organizations, um, one of the mistakes they make is they hire to grow. And he said, entrepreneurs mm -hmm. shouldn't hire to grow their business. They should hire to buy back their time so that they can mm, foc focus on high value activities. You want to offload the things that mm -hmm. you don't enjoy mm -hmm. doing. And they don't bring you great act, great value. Yeah. So, and again, love concept yeah. makes sense. But one of the things I like about this book is he gave me like, okay, but here's here's sort of a methodology on how to do it. So, right. the number one thing, and I, this is what I want to get to your take on this, is mm -hmm. um, he said that the first hire should be an administrative assistant of some sort, and the right. first task that you should mm -hmm. offload is your calendar and your mm -hmm. inbox. Yep. Okay. So calendar, sure. But the idea for years of giving up my inbox, I, I, that would be like cutting off my arm. 
I, I like yeah. I am a, maybe maybe I'm addicted to it or whatever. Yeah. But I found that like what he did, what it had been explained to me in the past, Bill, was that people would say, just you don't answer your own email. Somebody else. Can. I'm like, that doesn't work for me. Um, but this guy, he's like, OK, you have folders mm-hmm. and and essentially mm-hmm. you're not the first person to touch it. So it's curated by right. somebody else. And then you are only replying to the things that only you can reply to. So I have started this. Okay. Um, I started it last Thursday. Um, and yep. I haven't gone through my emails yet. You were asking me, hey, did you get my email? And I was like, yeah, not yet. And it yep. is. And so Jade, my daughter, who's now my assistant, mm-hmm. is managing my email for me. And mm-hmm. I told her. I am going to be the biggest impediment to this. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I decided I was going to be traveling a lot over the next couple of weeks. I'm like, what a perfect time to try it. Yeah. So far. Now, again, I was traveling some, so I think it changes that a little bit. Right. So far, this has been so wonderful. I mean, it's like, I just have to make sure that I'm refilling my calendar with things that only I can do that add value. So my question right. to you about this topic is, Yep. Do you think this is something you could do? Um, and I will tell you, I couldn't do it five years ago, but today I'm in a little di- different space. What do you think? Yeah, I think I could do it. I, I love the topic. And you know, it's something I preached to my clients for years, kind of a variation of this. Mm-hmm. And we all get su- sucked into our inboxes. That is mm-hmm. I do, the yeah. information highway to our clients and vendors and things like that. And You've heard me say this on this podcast that I I encourage people in high pressure, high performance roles to check your email two to four times a day, because usually you can plow through it fairly quickly. Every once in a while, yes, you're going to have an issue you've got to deal with. But think of it like the old days when you get on a plane, you'd fly Mm -hmm. for three hours, you'd land. And the second you landed, uh, you would turn on your phone and you'd have 43 emails. And really, you could blow through most of them in five minutes. You delete yeah. them, you'd file them. It was somewhere FYI. And there's probably about four to five you need to deal with. And I don't think most clients have an expectation that you respond immediately. We teach them we're going to respond immediately. Right. right. So building off of that, I love this idea. Like, to answer your question, I think I could. I do that a little bit now. Um, but I, you know, it's one of the things I think is a challenge for any entrepreneur, anybody who has started a business there, that, that person's the most invested person in the business. You'll never find anyone more invested. I don't care if they're your spouse. I don't care if they're your right. kids. I don't care if they're your best friend from high school. They didn't bleed it as much as you did. Right. They'll never care as much as you care. And so there always is that concern is there an email i'm missing that i need to be aware of and so when i ask a simple question from uh you know hey did you get the promocations email that i sent out yesterday with a couple of instructions i could i i I assume you were like oh my gosh okay what if i don't see that what if she didn't see that where is that email i didn't see it so i could see the anxiety when i asked you and now it all makes sense Mm -hmm. so i think it's one of those things you're very fortunate that your daughter is your executive administrator mm-hmm. because you know her, you know her work habits and all couldn't, that. I couldn't have done yeah, it I think without be, somebody else, you know? It would have been right. I don't think it'd be as easy if it was someone you hired that you didn't know. You loved them in the interview. You, they knocked it out of the park. I think that would be a much more difficult thing to do. And that's where I struggle is, you know, pushing that off. I love the concept though, and I believe fervently in it. I think time time is our biggest challenge. 
I mean, that's my biggest challenge right now all the time. So I love the concept. Yeah, well, well, and I think the thing that he did that made it different than what I'd seen in the past is that he gave me the framework. So in other words, there's the first uh, thing, you know, I I do folders anyway. So I put in client folders, whatever, but exclamation point, my name. And that is the, that is essentially where I go because it's the emails only I can answer. Then there's a uh, need to respond. So in other words, she's going to respond, but she hasn't yet. Uh, She has another folder that is in needs review. So in other words, we're going to meet a couple times a day. She can run those by me. There's a folder on responded. So if I want to look at all the emails I got that she's already responded to. So in other words, and and then there's newsletters and I actually made Mm -hmm. an extra folder for products in case there was a specific product. And for whatever reason in my brain, I'm like, okay. But that being said, the first day, funny, quick, funny story. First day I have the notifications on the numbers on on my yeah. email and all day i was watching those numbers go up <laughs> and i'm like the first day and i'm like she's not yeah, she's when not, is she checking emails when is she checking it. emails when she's is she not, it's it's she's not so at the end of the day and i did good like i was I, it was yeah. making me crazy but i went and i met with her well it turns out she was doing all of it but she had left yeah. sort of the junk she had it divided mm-hmm. to focused in other in her email box right so she wasn't right. even paying attention to all the junk, but the junk is what I wanted her to get rid of. Got and it. so it, I just kept looking, but what's that number? What the, yeah. And so, so of course then one day and she's like, yeah. oh, okay, I get it. Now that number's yeah. gone. Now it won't be a problem. And then I also turned off the notifications. <laughs> no, I think that's smart. And again, <laughs> you know, you, you have a more mature organization than I do. So you have a little more variables to do those things with. I aspire to do what you're doing, not quite there yet, but I love it. Sounds like a great book. I might have to pick that up. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Awesome. All right, Kirby, I guess we're in an Earth Day theme, at least with me this week. So I want to talk about a cool packaging thing I thought, uh, I saw, I didn't think about it. I saw it. <clears throat> McDonald's released a, a uh, limited edition table bag. Okay. okay. So it was unveiled during design week in Milan, where 400,000 people descend on the city. It's very difficult to find a place to eat, even on the sidewalk. So restaurants are packed. Hmm. And so they created a limited edition, 100% recyclable takeout box that lets people recreate a decent dining experience. Hmm. So it, once it's assembled, it's strong enough to take the weight of two complete meals, including drinks. And I'm going to hmm. use this image as a the picture for the cover of the podcast this week and i thought man this is really cool you know mcdonald's gets a lot of bad publicity for being terrible food and 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 that that's that's fair it's not the healthiest meal choice you're ever going to have but it solves an issue while not impacting the environment because it's made out of 100 percent uh it's recyclable it's it's really a cool thing and I don't think we as an industry put that creative cap on enough and mm. think about solutions like that. I mean, this this is really cool. I mean, when you see it put together, it's 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 very, very cool. Yes, you're still eating, you know, the, the Spanish version of McNougats or whatever, <laughs> but still, what a cool concept. Oh, I think that is design thinking just totally in action. I I and like that's I hadn't yeah. seen this. This is the first I'm hearing of it, but it's brilliant. And I think that to your point to drawing it back to the industry is it is a true 
issue where you're looking at and going, okay, what is the issue we're trying to solve? And what are right. every possible way we could come up with thinking, you know, of solving it that will also yeah. allow us to serve our customers. And, do, you know, like that is, that's purebred. That's, that's pretty yeah. awesome. And this is why I think it's really important. And, and this is where I'll get on the Jeremy Picker bandwagon, who's okay. from Amber Creative, a good friend of both of us. Yeah. I am fervently believe what he believes, which is this is why organizations of a certain size, of every size really, should have someone who is in the role of creative director. Mm -hmm. Their job is to look at all projects and, and make them as creative, as useful, as impactful, as vibrant as possible. Now, I serve as that here, right? Right. I think you serve as that at Hassaman. But as your organization grows, having a creative director whose purpose really is to, okay, how do we make this better? How do we make this different? How do we make this piece of marketing gold pop? Yeah. Uh, how do we not impact the environment? How do we, all those things? Because our industry, when I try to explain our industry to people, it's this untapped, it's like the it's like the West in uh, United States West in the in the 1800s. This untapped potential, and so many of us are still stuck on. We put logos on things. Yeah. That's what we do. And then when you see something like this, or there's so many other examples of it, and and we all do it. I'm guarantee you could show me some really creative things. Yeah, it takes a little bit more time, takes a little more effort. But when you do it, it, it creates that, wow, holy yeah. crap, that's amazing. Other than, oh, wow, this is nice. Yeah. It's yeah. nice. I want wow. I don't want nice. Yeah. That's good stuff. I like it. That's All cool. Right. All um, right. You have another topic or are we, are we bagging it for the day? No, let's, uh, let's do one quick one, okay? All right. Um, so I saw this stat, Ted. I thought this was interesting just for our conversation. Okay. The future of news might be hiding wherever you get your podcasts. 87% of Americans who hear news on podcasts expect it to be accurate, according to a mm. new Pew Research survey. Given that confidence in newspapers, TVs and has slipped, that's a pretty big sure. win for podcasts. That's a huge win. Right. So I guess it's really just the question, oh. is that how you feel? Because I'm not sure it's how I feel. <laughs> like I love podcasts, yeah. but I don't know that I've, I view it as a news source. You, What do you think? Before, before I answer, I, I, this is probably you know, not the best time to share this, but I am the new drummer in Foo Fighters. So, uh, you know, I'd like to share that bit of news with everybody. Kind um, of, kind of a shocker. No, I'm yeah. kidding. Um, wow. I never would have guessed that. So at 85%, I believe 87%, 87%. Um, wow. Cause when I look at podcasts or I think of podcasts to me, that is the epitome of opinion based yapping. Okay. It, it no, is I'm not sure that there are news podcasts. That's just not what yeah, I listen to. There are. Yeah. There are. Excuse me. There are. But my my guess, my thought is to me, that's just I don't buy it. Yeah. I don't buy it. And I'll tell you why. Um you may look at you, the global you, not you, Kirby Hosman, may look at network X and say that leans way far left. And you yep. may look at network Y and they lean way far the other way. You do the same thing with podcasts. If you yep. don't think that the podcaster is giving you a slant, now it could be a slight slant. It could be a major slant. I have no idea. There's always a slant to all of this. Um, and, and we've talked about it before. 
news is no longer a public trust. It's something to be merchandised and sold and packaged and commercialized and, and, yeah. and. So I think you have to be careful where you, where you get your news, but not sure it'd be Twitter. Damn sure it's not going to be podcasts. Yeah, it, it, it is fascinating, but I think it speaks to our level of uh, un like the, the bias, the bias that we have toward the things that we already believe to be true, like mm-hmm. um, and confirmation bias. That's the word mm-hmm. I was trying to come up with. It, because yeah. again, you if you're listening to a podcast, it's because you have chosen to, right? So you've sought out whoever it's... that is, so you believe them naturally. Right. That's the right. reason you've subscribed to the podcast is you already have sort of a relationship and you believe them. So, uh, again, technically, when we and I think you're usually the person that does it. But let's say, you know, just like um, yeah. you read a couple headlines. Right. Yeah. Those were accurate. Those were true. Yeah. Um, but then but I, I don't know them. that. What's that? Then I interpreted them. Yeah. So as I shared. It, it just depends on what what folks are looking for. But that surprise, yeah. I guess you and I are on the same page as what it really lands on is 87% of people believe yeah. that what they're hearing on podcasts, it both surprises me and doesn't. Well, and, and you hit on something there, you know, we, we gravitate toward what we're comfortable with. Yeah. Foo Fighters album right there. They're releasing a brand new album in about a month. First one without Taylor Hawkins as their drummer, I mm-hmm. believe. I don't think he drummed on any of it. I love the Foo Fighters. I have not heard this new album. I am predetermined to like it because I like the Foo Fighters. Yep. The same follows through with whatever news you consume, the podcasts you listen to, the TV shows you watch. So, no, I love that's a great topic, Kirby. That's a great topic. You really explain why that matters. And speaking of why's, Kirby, <laughs> our good pal Bruce Jolish over at PXP Solutions wants to share a couple of his why's uh, that you might want to work with him and his team. An innovative graphic design that will showcase your client's brand, special printing techniques that creatively communicates your client's message, turnkey service from concept to fulfillment, creating efficiencies and cost savings. It's great stuff there. And unparalleled customer service that's going to forge a long-lasting relationship. Look, we're all looking for the best partners with what we do. We're all moving way too fast, and we need good partners to help us not make mistakes. And you can't ask for a better one than PXP Solutions and Bruce Jolish. He loves when people call him. He loves to answer his phone. He's old school like that, and I really like and appreciate that. He can call him at 214-380-1883. If you'd rather use your Google machine or your portable Google machine to email him directly, you can do so at bruce at pxpsolutions.com. You're not going to be sorry you did, Kirby, and I appreciate you using your portable Google machine to do exactly that. And until next week, ahoy, matey.